I think it's quite a daunting thing to get into anyway, um, doing that distance on, um, on across all three um, uh, disciplines, right? So this is, I never want my events to get canceled. That one got canceled. Um, and then I thought, okay, I kind of need to learn how to swim properly, right? But, you know, for some reason, there's 20, 30 minutes in the middle where you're going as fast as possible to try and beat people that aren't even racing you, which is also kind of crazy, right? Welcome back to Work Hard, Try Harder. Thanks for joining me again, guys. This is the podcast where we look at the balance of life and triathlon training and endurance training. And thank you so much if this is your first time joining me. If so, go to the feed, download the previous episodes, and if you can, smash a follow and a subscribe both on the Instagram and the podcast feed. That would be much appreciated. This week, we are joined by another Outlaw Ambassador. If you missed last week's, you can go catch it with Laura Daly. Um, But this week, it is all about the Urban Challenger. I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. We had a great time recording the episode, so I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Here on the podcast, I also partner with Midland Chain Waxing and you can go to their website and purchase some of their fantastic chains and get a discount on them with the code WH10. That is WH10 if you do want to use it. I know some listeners who have already started to use their chains and the reviews are absolutely excellent on them. I myself use them and they are just an awesome bit of kit. So please go check that out. The website and the discount code is in the episode description just down below. So guys, let's get into this episode with Michael. Here it is. This week I'm joined by Michael Adeniran, the Urban Challenger, as some of you may know him. He started running in 2015 with a neighbor. And since then, if I feel like there's no obstacle course race that he hasn't taken on. He is a triathlon enthusiast and he has finished a couple of outlaw events as well in 2020, 2023. And this year he is one of their ambassadors. So Michael, Take me back to where it all began for you. Like, what has your journey been like? Oh, in terms of before triathlon and just running and everything? Yeah, let's go all the way back to the start. So what inspired you to even start running? Was there any sporting background before? So so I, I used to I used to play football. South London boy, generally you play football with all the all your mates um, and you do that throughout school. Um, I, I Weirdly, I played rugby and cricket um, for the borough. Um, that I used to live in so yeah sporty b- background I think the cricket is a little less sporty in my head but um definitely the rugby was a bit a bit uh a bit, a bit that is definitely intense when you get into it but went to uni I did um uh what's the the weird one with the stick and the net oh lacrosse uh, lacrosse yeah so I played nice. lacrosse Dedicated for my uni <laughs> yeah that lasted long um and you know I've always done like been into like martial, martial arts and stuff like that um, but yeah, I didn't really start running until um, uni was over and I, I moved back home to, to London. And um, yeah, so pretty much next door, the guy used to run quite a bit. And yeah, it kind of dragged me out on a couple of his runs. Yeah. Okay. So start getting dragged out on runs, obviously you kind yeah. of get a zest for it. And I think it's one thing to get dragged out on runs, maybe start going to your local park run to then mm-hmm. kind of stepping up to doing everything that you've kind of did. So when... When did that kind of shift start to happen with you? Um, I, I was quite big into, um, <clears throat> I got invited to an obstacle course race. Um, I say this all the time by my missus, actually. And uh, I was, I just loved it. I completely, it was only 5K, um, but, you know, it was it was still, 5K was long enough at that point where, you know, I needed to try, kind of train for that. Um, 
And then, yeah, kind of just took off from there. And my problem is I'm never satisfied with doing a distance. I think if I've completed that, I need to go to the next one and the next one. So it kind of kept going. And here we are, yeah, trying to eventually do a full a full length triathlon, right? That's the that big goal. That's the big goal, right? I mean, I, I love that. that um, I feel like we're very kindred spirits. So I, I got invited to my mm-hmm. first triathlon by my missus. Right. I don't think she realized where it would go. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's like, why did I bring him? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well you, you did good enough. She married you, so, you know. <laughs> yes. There you go. I'm the winner. <laughs> so, again, like, I think, like, I, I feel like you're selling yourself short, Michael. Like, you're kind of glazing mm-hmm. over a few bits here because right now in front of me, I've got a guy who's endorsed by several brands, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, not outside of, like, Outlaw Triathlon, I think Under Armour, isn't it, and Sun Guard. Um, yep. And, like... I think what what you put out there on Instagram is is fascinating. And again, kind of talk to me about that kind of journey from again just entering a couple of obstacle course races, kind of mm-hmm. always pushing yourself to now being a, a brand a brand ambassador and someone who represents this kind of I suppose sporting nature in a in a great way. Um, I think I think mostly it would have started from the obstacle course stuff because I I just <clears throat> I just really enjoyed it. Um, and I think just being able to talk about it and kind of get other people into it was always the main aim so by talking about it and telling them how I felt hopefully they would you know be able to say you know what I'm going to sign up for that and get involved and kind of step outside their comfort zone and you know set themselves a bit of a challenge so that's how it started and then the following kind of just grew from there which was which is fun and then you know you just start meeting loads of people um and then yeah just kept growing uh, you know different brands reach out and you're you're like, okay, I like what they do. I like what they, you know, they have. And yeah, we can work together quite well. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how it's, how it's gone. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty, pretty grateful for everything that's happened in the past, how many years now? It feels like forever, but it's, but yeah, since, since 2015, I guess I is when it really down time a lot. So a hundred percent, I've completely forgotten those two years. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty amazing. That's wicked. I, 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 and I love that about you, Michael, the fact that you're just doing what you loved. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and just putting it out there, like wanting to get involved. Like, yeah, I think um, you were probably, you're probably the same with obstacle course racing as you are probably now triathlon. You could talk the hind legs off yeah. a donkey about it. And I'm the same. <laughs> like, you just want people to kind of experience it. And you're just like, yes. no, no, yeah, you can do it. Don't worry. You can find the time for training and all that. <laughs> um, so then talk to me about, obviously, moving from like kind of obstacle racing, yeah. um, which I know you still, still do a little bit now, into that kind of like triathlon. What was your kind of first experience of triathlon? Ah, uh, um, so I... I guess my first experience of triathlon was just before. Um, so I got invited to a, a one mile swim um, by 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 a company, and it was funny. Like I couldn't swim, to be honest. Like I could do twenty five meters in a pool, absolutely breathless. Um, so me saying yes to that was a very stupid idea because swimming you can kind of die um if you don't <laughs> if you don't know how to do it so um, one of the I, three where that's a bigger risk for sure that's the biggest risk so um you know but i said yes um and luckily it got cancelled this is i never want my events to get cancelled that one got cancelled um and then i thought okay i kind of need to learn how to swim properly right so I, I got myself in the pool um and i you know i did like a little series i was calling it michael yelps because i just had no idea what yes. I was doing, and and yeah, just it was it was just fun. See, it fun. It wasn't fun at all, but like it was it was quite interesting to see 
the progress, right? And I think uh, doing all the running that I've done and um, even cycling, you know, seeing progress is always the one thing that keeps me going. So um, I got invited to the London Triathlon and that was my kind of first, my first way into triathlon. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't own a bike. Um, I was still pretty shoddy at swimming, but I went for a couple of them open water sessions that completely changed my, my ability in terms of swimming. And then, yeah, just did the London try. Um, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Let's what's longer than what, the, uh, the super sprint that I did first. And then yes, there you go. <laughs> what's, well, yeah. What takes me longer and leaves me out the house. So um, where did you source the bike from for that race? My brother-in-law. He had a, a single gear. Oh, a wow. Single, a yeah. Seat. Well, you can't... No, it's not... So you can't use a fixie in London Triathlon because the fixies, you use the pedals as brakes, right? So this one was just a, a single gear. Yeah, which sounds weird, but like it was allowed in the race. I guess so, London Triathlon, yeah. that's not bad because it's, it's going to be quite a flat cycle. Yes, apart from the last little bit, there's a little tiny hill um, at the end. But yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was all good. Just just about. I wouldn't use it on a a, a proper triathlon, a full one, <laughs> would I say? No, yeah, may, 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 maybe maybe yeah. Don't use it this year. I would, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's just that bike is long gone. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening and you are doing your first triathlon, use use any bike you can to get around the course. But may, a single yeah. gear could cause you a lot of pain. Let's just be honest. hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah, percent. Oh, wicked. So, um, like one of your videos that you, that you put out, like kind of, you know, you say that kind of running and I guess training kind of gives you your headspace. You know, you, you're like myself, you've got, you've got two young children, like yeah. you, you, you're a busy man. You're obviously like making an income as well from your day-to-day -day activities as well. Like, mm -hmm. talk, talk to me a bit about that kind of like headspace and what that kind of feels like. Ah, so, well, I guess like, so I have a full-time job. Um, so I'm not a creator full-time, um, a lot of which a lot of people think I am. Um, what do you so do for your full-time job, Michael? I work for a, a local for a council is, is the basic way of saying it. Um, yeah, I work for a council. Um, yeah, and I run one of their sectors. So it's pretty, yeah, it's a pretty full-on job. Um, but, you know, it's it's literally Monday to Monday to Friday. And then, yeah, outside of that, it's just pretty much training, family life. Um, so yeah, pretty busy, um, always doing something. Yeah. So again, like I think a lot of people have asked me and this is kind of why I started the podcast, like, how do you balance it all? Cause I'm again, mm. similar with a full-time job as well. So right. how have you found that balance, you know, develop over the years? Cause obviously I've seen that, you know, you've got a four and a two year old. Is that right yeah. now? Yeah. They're four yeah. And, two. and, um, life gets busy once, once you add children into the game as Just well. Just a right? bit. So you've been doing this pre-children and now with children. What has what has that looked like the development over the years? So um, I think the the main thing is just the uh, the the schedule, right? If you got if you're making a schedule, stick to it. And as long as you and your partner are in the loop of what's going on, and you live by the diary, all is well. Um, and I think it just helps to it helps me to know exactly what an event is, when it's happening, and what kind of my time is, is going to be when I'm training for it <clears throat> and I think that's really important that your, your partner also knows that right um because that way she's not left in the lurch when I'm out training because she knows it's happening so yeah <clears throat> so yeah pretty cool okay so is it, is it is there a conversation that happens when you are planning out your races for the year <clears throat> every year I begin out every year I set the map up <clears throat> 
set the schedule up and then, uh, yeah, slowly fill it with more and more races. So yeah, I, I, I think talking about that, I think it's super important to have that conversation. But like you say, yeah, you, you, you map out your A race and then slowly, um, like, you know, warm up races. Oh, you, happen, right? You, well, that's it. You get your B races, your C races, and then sometimes the D races. So hey, I go through to Z. <laughs> I think I just, <laughs> yeah, races every other weekend is not, it's not the best thing, but it's what we do. No, exactly. And what, what's it like for your kids growing up around, like, around you? I, I, I love the fact that they really want to get involved. I think that's the, that's always been the passion, I guess, since I had kids to make sure that they were also sporty. Not that I'm a pushy dad, but obviously I want them to be involved in what I do. So um, they, they love it. You know, they see me working out. They see me getting ready to go for runs. They join in with the warm-ups. Um, and then my, my eldest daughter has done a couple of, uh she did like a 10 day running streak thing you know it's one kilometer a day but she loved it and she was the one dragging me out to do to do the running so and sorry how old, how old was she she was four <clears throat> when she did that well yeah she's just she's not even, she's nearly turning four so she, she we did that at christmas that's awesome. so a couple months ago so yeah and then the little one she loves a buggy run she sits down she sleeps she's happy Oh yeah, the, the um yeah you want a flat park run if you're going to take them on a buggy. Yes, I tell you, I've got a very hilly one near me, and oh, it nearly killed me taking my two-year-old one. Honestly, <laughs> my heart, it was meant to be a low zone two running. For those that are right. initiated, you understand that that's fa a fairly conversational pace. For the uninitiated out there, it's just meant to be really relaxed, right? And I was pushing yeah. up this hill, and I think my heart rate was like one eighty-seven. And I'll, that is, yeah, that's my life. That sounds like my life. <laughs> Our park run here is. It's literally, it's got a very decent incline, which is about a kilometre long. And it's two laps of that. So you go out and back, out and back. So yeah, with the buggy, you're just uphill most of the time. It feels like you're going uphill the whole time. <laughs> um, and yeah, your heart rate literally touches 180. And you're like, okay, this isn't this isn't easy at all. And the thing is about parkrun, you may say <laughs> yourself that you're going to take it easy once you get there. But I think it's within Never. as soon as they go... <laughs> Nine o'clock, and they were off. Like, just, it kicks in. The, com the competitiveness takes over. <laughs> it's the out. worst thing. Like, I always, obviously, my Saturdays are usually because I like to do a long cycle on a Sunday. So, my Saturdays are my long, easy run. But then it starts with a park run sandwiched in there. So, then, yeah, I'm touching zone five on a park run, and people are like, Is this your easy run? And I'm like, Ah, uh, park run did it. The warm up and the cool down are. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're they're cool, but you know, for some reason, there's twenty thirty minutes in the middle where you're going as fast as possible to try and beat people that aren't even racing you, which is also kind of crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's parkrun mentality, man. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we just tap into something extra, especially as triathletes. I feel like we've got points <laughs> proof sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's it's how healthy is it? We're we I don't know. It works for us. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's all part of the training schedule. So so talk to me, like if you can for me like map out your monday to friday take into account i want you to take into account training work commitments family time what does that kind of like look like on on an average week for you michael oh big um big question so um right so i'm just going to throw out there i try to do two strength sessions a week keyword being try that is yeah, if anything gets left, it's the strength sessions, which is very bad and poor of me, but it's something I really want to try and work on this year. Um, Monday, uh, my office days are 
kind of random. I, I go in like around three days a week. So on the non-office days, I kind of do my longer running. Um, so yeah, Monday, I try and get a lot. Like today I did 12K, did a nice 12K run. Uh, on a Tuesday, usually a shorter run in the morning. A Wednesday, uh, it depends. If I'm on like triathlon training, I'll do like a nice, a nice distance cycle because I got a I got a cycling park not far from me, so <clears throat> I can get a lot of good cycling in there. Then Thursday, I should be a rest day, really. <laughs> depends what it depends how I feel. And then Friday, oh, swimming comes in there some somewhere, not as much as it should. I probably treat swimming like strength training, um, and don't do it as much as I could. Um, and then Saturday is always a long run. Sunday, long cycle. So yeah, and yoga. I try to do like mobility every day. Oh, every day, good. Yeah, yeah. Every every more every morning, ideally. But if not, it gets pushed to like midnight. Have you um, just... <laughs> have you dis- discovered Cosmic Kids? Cosmic Kids, yoga. no. You can do it. Do it the, you can do it. With the kids. It's great. Okay. Like I'll check that out. <laughs> for any parents out there, Cosmic Kids Yoga. I'll put a link in the um in, in the bio, <laughs> in, in the episode description afterwards. But genuinely, like it's full works yoga, but it's just done yep. like Frozen or Super Mario or something like that. <laughs> our, our, our kids love it, and it's actually a great way to get your yoga in. Because I think that's one thing, like strength training. And actually, yep. again, with you, the swimming is much like my strength training schedule. <laughs> is that it can definitely take a bye week if I needed it to. Not that it should. Yes. Be, but, oh, I mean, come on, it's ten percent of the race, right? Um, <laughs> I'm never going to get any faster with that attitude. Never. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cosmic Kids, great way to get the yoga in as well. Like, sick. Like, I'll send you the link afterwards. Just cool. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Fellow dad to fellow dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, like during that time, obviously, we're talking about like kind of like the long stuff on the weekend. Mm. I know what it's like for me, like finding that balance at the weekend, because obviously that's when the kids want to see. What What, what does that look yes. like in your life? Um, so me, I'm, I'm a big advocate in getting the training out of the way early in the day. So I'm, I'm quite an early riser anyway. So usually on a weekend, I'm up at like 5, 5.30. <clears throat> and that's kind of natural. It's not me setting an alarm, I'm just up. So usually I'll try and get out and get stuff done before that or obviously leading up, leading up to park run. Now that I've got the buggy, the running buggy, I can get the kid in there or, one of, or the youngest one anyway. Um, luckily the eldest is going like gymnastics or something like that. So we split, we, we join forces, split the kids off. I'll get my long run done with the buggy. And then, yeah, on a Sunday, it's kind of just like everyone's just calm and chilling out anyway. So I can kind of start away and do some cycling. Um, so it's just, yeah, just that conversation with the wife, right? Like, all right, this is what I've got planned today. Um, have you planned me any like kids parties or anything <laughs> like that that I have to go to? And if the answer is no, I get to go and do, do what I need to do. Yeah, I think again, very much like you. I think it's super important. And again, probably all the parents out there listening to get it to get it done as early on in the day as you can, right? Because yes, I think there's so many variables with kids that you don't know whether you're going to be able to do it later if you try and put it off, right? Hundred percent. And I, I hate the feeling of getting to the end of the day thinking, oh, I haven't done that session that I planned to do. And I'm, I, I kind of live by the book in terms of my training, right? If it's in the training plan, I'm generally going to do it. Most, and it's very rare that I don't get a session done Unless on my plan. Swimming. I do, unless, <laughs> unless it's swimming. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Um, which is why I'm not that good at swimming. But um, I definitely, I just love sticking to a plan, um, running and cycling, and then and then the rest of it is just. With the, if I can do everything early, then that means the family time, the work time, all happens without me having to think about training. Obviously, as well with your job, like has there a bit, like been a conversation with your job about? You know, sometimes like for me, I, I cram it in at lunchtime, like just take a bit of a longer lunch break, mm-hmm. but then obviously put still put in the hours, right? Because I think sometimes yeah. that 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 can help as well, right? Mm, yeah, I, the lunchtime stuff, unless I'm working from home, um, I can do the lunchtime run, run, but I just get it done early uh, before I even start work. I'm just thinking, just get out of the way. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it out of the way. Yeah, to be fair, get it done. It's the best thing. Yeah, it does. That's so, it. Um, so, you know, I had a keen eye on your Instagram. It's where I do a lot of my research. <laughs> because Okay, okay. Uh, as, as I've said before, I've said many times, like, we can't, you know, triathletes can't live and breathe without going on Instagram and telling people. So <laughs> it's a great place to reside, right? What was, um, what was your training day like with um, Alex Yee? Oh, that was sick. Yeah, yeah. no, um, it's funny because it was, it was very much a running workout rather than the triathlon stuff. Um, but obviously I picked his brains for a bit of the uh, triathlon uh, influence. But yeah, it was sick. He's so quick. Like the guy is zippy. We were on a track as well. So obviously when people get on a the track, they're the fastest they ever are, yeah. if that makes any sense. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's epic. He's, he's a South London boy as well, a fellow he's from Lewisham. So um, I went to college in Lewisham. So yeah, we had that in oh, common, and I'm sure, I'm sure. I think my one of my younger brothers knows him from back in the day. He won't remember because he's you know he's a legend now. But um, but yeah. So yeah, that was a good, really cool training day. How was it? I mean, how was it being on a track with someone starting a session and just realizing actually how insanely quick they are? Or yeah, realizing how quickly they're going to leave me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that that first 400 meters that we started, I was like, this is impossible. This pace is not going to, I can cannot maintain this by any means. And, uh, but it was awesome, man. He was, he was, he's a really nice guy down to earth. And it's weird when you meet people like that you've seen on, so I watch a lot of Super League triathlon and stuff like that. And, you know, I've seen him on there. So he is in the triathlon world. He's a star, like he's a, he's a medalist. Um, and he's yeah he's done some really good things so it's quite it's quite really cool to w- work out with people like that it just it does push you a lot yeah I remember I, I mean, so I met him back in 2018 right he was just making the transition from being like a track runner um right to like try okay. and, and someone told me his 5k time at the time I can't remember exactly what it is <laughs> but like he was he was a young young dude obviously 2018 I can't, maybe he's like 17 18 and I was, mm. my jaw was just on the floor with his 5k time. I was like, what? And like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't really know him at the time. Like he wasn't a big name of triathlon at all, but man, like you can see why he's one of the strongest runners in the field now. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, yeah, the fact that he's, his running is at the level it's at and he's sick on a bike and he can actually swim yeah, properly. Swim, yeah. So <laughs> put it all together. You have a you have an Olympic medalist. There we go. Hopefully again this year. That's what we are hoping for in France. Come that's on. it. That's on, it. Yeah, bring it home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So obviously you've done um, you've done a few outlaw events. And this year mm, you're yeah. ambassador. I'm right, it's the first time you've been an outlaw ambassador this year. 
No, so yeah, last year I was Outlaw Ambassador as well. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so yeah, so like the first year I did Outlaw, I did, uh, I did, I, what was the first one? I have a way, the first one I DNF'd, which is amazing um, because I didn't train the bike. I was, because that was my first um, middle distance triathlon, right? So got in. And I was like, I don't really need to do as much work as you know everyone says on the bike. I do marathons. I'm cool. Um, yeah, that bike, the bike course. Where was it? I did it. Was it Nottingham? I can't remember the. It wasn't Nottingham. Well, they're all they're all pretty much in Nottingham. But it was um, uh, Norwich. I can't remember. No, the Norwich one is the one I completed this yeah. last year. Oh, with Woburn. Was it Woburn or? What or the 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 the. the. We're gonna be here for ages trying to think about <laughs> one of them, and it <laughs> just it yeah it just didn't go to plan. Um, so yeah, technicals with the bike, all sorts went wrong. I finished the the bike course with like I missed the cutoff by like eleven minutes, which was horrible um, because I really wanted to start the run. That's the part that I like doing or the most. I know how to run. I run all the time, and then yeah, I missed that cutoff. So when I got invited back to Outlaw last year to be an ambassador it was kind of like redemption time right put all your eggs in this cycling basket and get better the swim never improved but that's okay i could do the swimming time um and then yeah I, I went out last year and really hammered down my bike training so i i like i completed ride london i did london to brighton like i did everything i could to get better at the bike and uh, yeah, it kind of worked out for me. So yeah, this is so this technically is the third year of being an outlaw ambassador. Oh, amazing! Yeah, twenty twenty four. So I, I, I kind of lo I love that. You know, I, I don't love it for you, but I think even <laughs> now, like that, that you did do a DNF right because yeah, a lot of people again from experience sometimes like, and I think actually it's usually with the swim rather than the bike. But a lot of people think, oh, mm. cardio engine um i can i can get through this no problem and like the amount of times you see people just not make the cutoffs in time but like they might be a lights yeah. out runner for example if they don't do the swim train they could be a lights out bike and runner but if you don't yeah. get those cutoffs so what were what were some of the kind of takeaways you, you you took from that day personally um don't take any don't take your fitness for granted um or your fitness in a certain area might not translate completely so and fueling on the bike mm. that is that was such a big thing and i i can't remember what i fueled with the first time but i was severely underfueled because i never really like the furthest <clears throat> the furthest i went in training was 30k um for the cycle before my first uh and for those 70 who don't know it's yeah, a 90k first. cycle yeah 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 so here i am doing a third of it thinking i'll be fine um clearly wasn't it was a silly move and um yeah and i think it was a big takeaway that don't take don't take certain things for granted mm. and I, I definitely definitely learned from that yeah so if you listen out there and you think you've got all the fitness now now it's february time whether you're doing outlaw half in in may or one of the other events later on in the year just start naming yeah. the training in all three disciplines even the swimming as much as we've kind of even the swimming <laughs> Trust me. I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. See, I was at a race once, a full, full, full distance event down in Wales. Right. And, um, yeah, Ironman Wales. And, like, 
people just got pulled out the swim, like yeah. 300, 400 meters in. Because either, either it's a case of, I think, obviously, not putting the time in. I do mm -hmm. think it's important as well, and you might be a testament to this because you, you, you kind of alluded to it earlier on in one of your comments about getting in open water and actually doing open water swimming, mm -hmm. not just pool swimming and turning up on the day, right? Because you said that completely yep. changed your kind of swimming, didn't it, open water? 100%. Like, I, I hate pool swimming, generally. I really just don't get on with it. So throwing myself head first, head first, feet first, into <laughs> the open water kind of life, um was a big a big big change for me in terms of my swimming actually being able to swim to be honest and like i did most of my like uh proper swimming classes in open water so that it was specific to triathlon rather than just swimming um and it, yeah it made a big difference it made a big difference because i was I, I lost the fear of the swim part and i think that for people getting into triathlon i think it's the swim that they're like oh no mate i, I don't swim you know, yeah. so um, it made a big difference. I would say it's ironic. I've picked a sport where I, I kind of hate one of the disciplines. <laughs> I, I, I reckon I'm probably like 90% of triathletes. As much as on this podcast, we've had a lot of people who grew up swimming. So yeah, um, like down, down, down low, I have a lot of jealousy for those people because like, even if they haven't done it for 10 years, they come back to it and they're just beasting it in the pool. Got that yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I know a couple of people like that. And I'm like, help me, help me, help me, help me. Because, yeah, swimming is just not the forte that I have. No, definitely. See, I can say help me. And I, I just feel like helpless still. They try it. They try it. <laughs> I'm like, just like, no, John, you're still not good. <laughs> so you said you had some, um, you said you had some like coaching done, like in open water. Um, yes. Because again, coaching is something I wanted to kind of touch on. Like, like obviously, you've said it's helpful. Like, what kind of techniques did they talk you through during that? Right. Um, so, yeah, it was um, down at the London docks. The lady literally taught me how to front crawl. So that's a good start. Um, and it was the breathing, the breathing. Like, I just couldn't get the breathing right. So she helped me massively um, in terms of, um, you know, body positioning it whilst I'm breathing and just not lifting your head too high and all these little things that just make you swim a lot faster. Even though I'm not a fast swimmer, but it made a big difference to what I was doing in the times before and being able to have the confidence to like actually put your face under the water. Mm. Um, and I think, and if everything she did, like the sessions were really like an hour or two hours long, but it made such a difference. Um, and I think it was the, probably the best 40 pound I've ever spent trying to learn um, a, a big part of, of triathlon. Yeah. I think it's like those little investments that you make. And now, like, step aside, like, do you have a coach now? Or are you kind of self-coach? Do you self-manage yourself? Um, so, yeah, right now I don't have a coach. Um, self-manage is the, uh, yeah, that's that's a good term for it. Self-manage. So, uh, but I have, um, what, who did I use last year? I used, what, like, one, that, uh, a guy that's uh, affiliated with Outlaw. Um, he, was, he was really good in terms of coaching. Uh, but, yeah, this year I don't have a coach. And I think I'm just... Going through the motions, I, I remember a lot of the <clears throat> training plan. So hopefully I'll, I'll jump onto that soon uh, in time from in terms, yeah in time for my next my next event. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, like I think you fall into the category of like majority of people, right? Because I think um, yeah, I, I've spoken about this a couple of times before on the podcast. It's an expensive sport at the end of the day, right? Like yes, add like a coach on top of that, as well as like you know your peak like two-year-old and nearly four-year-old now like probably like i don't know if it's like nursery fees or like child oh. like that that come in like 
so obviously there's that kind of balance like like again like just explore that with me like you know being a busy dad who's really into this sport like mm. like how do you find managing the kind of balance of the balance sheet of it i guess <laughs> um do we not uh, my wife like we're not meant to talk about no no it's all good she's <laughs> it's my <great>. my <laughs> my missus is a fantastic auditor and she knows how to manage finances really really well so that helps me because it allows me to i guess spend in certain areas but there's definitely um areas that you know sometimes i'm not gonna splash out on aka my bike um you know i want a ten thousand pound bike like the next person but you know it's just not something i can spend money on right so i, I think i do a lot with a little um and there's loads of, I think this is a big thing. There's a lot of cheaper ways to do triathlon. So my bike, I've got a nice little Garmin 840 uh, bike computer thing. Got it secondhand, pretty cheap. Uh, my bike is secondhand, got it pretty cheap. There's loads of my wetsuit, secondhand, like everything. Because you can get all of this stuff um, a lot cheaper when people are just done with it, right? They upgrade their stuff quite regularly. And they're like, oh, I've got a spare wetsuit here. I'm going to sell it. Generally, you can get their price down and that's your entrance. And I don't think people think they can get into triathlon without spending loads and loads of money. So the key is, yeah, secondhand everything, yeah. especially the bike stuff. Oh, the bike. Yeah. Absolutely. The bike I actually want is thousands. And I, yeah, that's not happening <laughs> yeah, anytime soon. I'm so much like you. And I just think it's, it's, good, to, <laughs> it's good to talk about this because I think that a lot of people listening and, you know, people are maybe thinking about doing their first one this year. Like, you don't have to spend loads. Like, my first one At was all. on a second hand bike that cost me 200 quid. Yeah. Suit off Wiggle that was in the sale for 50 quid. And I had some runners. <laughs> and, like, there, there you go, you know, like, um, I think you don't have to spend thousand. I think again, like you said, there's so many. Once you get into, but the only thing, unfortunately, is once you get into it, you discover all these like oh, insights. Face the downhill. You're going downhill, man. Once you're into it, oh, they're like, oh, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can spend an extra hundred pound on this thing for no reason. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's what happens. And the worst thing about traveling, hundred pounds, like the minimum for something, really. <laughs> You just absolute oh, minimum i do have those thoughts and they're scary thoughts but i quickly put them to bed and like <laughs> what could i actually spend this money on like <laughs> that's it what will your what will your kids ask for uh you know for christmas exactly what do they want oh man they, okay i won't get a bike then. to have a new bike i think you know, yeah <laughs> yeah i've tried that one didn't work Did it didn't work at all <laughs> Look, she said, "Get a new bike for Dad." No, it don't work. So, like with all that in mind, like how how is the support of like kind of um, being an outlaw ambassador kind of like like he like helped you and assisted you in your journey the last few years? Um, it's been it's been massive. Like, um, I think it's quite a daunting thing to get into anyway. Um, doing that distance on um on across all three um uh disciplines, right? So, I think having a team around you um they're just we're all quite really like like-minded we're all at different levels as well which is really helpful so any kind of any help you want you can kind of ask in the group we've got a nice little whatsapp group um yeah so any 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 help you need across disciplines you can ask um people know good stuff about the, the kit they're using um the courses a lot of them have done the courses before so they can tell you hints and tips um so yeah it's just really good having a group around you that can help in any situation really and i think that's that's the best thing about that team yeah definitely and i think you like like you said like um you know i've got i'm fortunate enough to be able to like i've lined up quite a few interviews with 
um all the all the teams so so you'll be hearing those ones coming out soon guys but yeah, nice. um, there is the myriad of experience in that like completely and that, and that's what i think i i love that they've made available right it's not like all uber triathletes mm. or the ambassadors it is just like you know kind of like every man joe to some people who have been doing it for years who have been age group yep. professionals and it's just everyone in between right and i think that's what can make um mm. all you guys so relatable and that's why i love lo- love to talk to you all really because it is fascinating everyone's got a very different journey within this kind mm. of group as well um i think that's the big that's the, also the biggest draw with outlaw right it's so inclusive um mm. and i think there i've never done an iron man um you know and i i don't really have any plans to at the moment because outlaw they take care of us as a team and they and their their their, their events are like you see people that have never really done a triathlon before turn up and i just love that idea so getting people into triathlon is a big thing and if outlaw are pushing that is where you want to be yeah definitely so which um which races are you doing this year like <clears throat> right so i'm doing nottingham this year oh, um like, yeah so that's in may i think it is may it is. yeah I there you go there. there you go Cle- <laughs> clearly the training has started um <laughs> so that's in may um what else about so in april i've got two marathons so i'm doing london marathon virtual with a buggy because because i'm silly and then um i'm doing brighton marathon before that um without isn't that, buggy, isn't that like, like two weeks before yeah there's a Just... yeah there's a two week lying down gap i call it so very much fine. so brother <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll i'll do that and then yes yeah, pretty soon after that i've got um uh ride london yeah so that's a that's a nice hundred miler on a bike which is which isn't fun at all. I don't know why I'm doing it again. Like, but like, a lot of these things aren't fun, like, right? Like I have moments <laughs> in races where I'm like, why do I, why am I doing this? Like literally, why yeah. I'm, I'm not enjoying myself. <laughs> I proper said last year I'm never doing right London again, and then and then yeah, here I am. So yeah, that's gonna be fun. And then uh, what else? What else have I got? I got a couple of half marathons, a few ten k's. Yeah. I want to PB like my five k and my ten k's this year as well. And my half. So yeah, the races will be happening throughout the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I oh, know it sounds like a good race schedule. And do you do any any other like obstacle course races, or are they like kind of been put to bed for now? No, yeah. So I, I might be doing. Um, so the Spartan World Championships happens in Greece um, in November. Coincides with my wife's birthday, so I could take my wife to Greece Greece for her birthday. <laughs> And happened to fall into a Spartan <laughs> Championship event, amazing. Which is free, yeah, free races over a weekend. So, so, yeah, that might happen. So, do you have to qualify for that? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, to qualify, it's just qualification is quite. I wouldn't say it's easy. You got to do the um, free races the year before, um, just proving that you can actually do free races in kind of a weekend. Right. So, yeah. Oh, sweet. Should be fun. So where yeah, I've done, I've done it. I've done it in 2018, I did it, I think, the first time. So I didn't realise it was three races across, across a weekend. That's insane. Yeah, sir. Yeah. So you got uh, what you got? You got a beast, a sprint, and a super. It's basically a half marathon, uh, 10K and a 5K. <laughs> but they're never the distance they say they are. Right. <laughs> they're always, always longer. Always longer. Um, that sounds like that's a classic cross-country race and running. They're always like... It's, tra- it's trail running, really. So, never the distance, they say. 
So, so will you have to line up a weekend where you qualify, or are you technically already qualified because of? The... So, qualifications happened. Um, so yeah, it just got to set up the weekend where we go and do it. Yeah, so to like, celebrate what... your wife's birthday is amazing, and it just so happens <laughs> that that's it. On. You know, like, there's a local race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what's happening over there? Oh, a bunch of people like, dressed up as Spartans. I booked Let's into check Sparta it out. for three days solo. Just like, you know, <laughs> I join you in the evenings. Yeah, <laughs> you won't see me this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. That should be that should be fun. That is amazing. Well, man, you have done you've done a ton of stuff, and it sounds like you got a ton of great stuff um, lined up. <laughs> Coming up. Right, let me come into like my Always. quick fire questions. Okay. Okay. Cool. Right, here we go. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Sweet or savory? Oh, savory. Ooh, okay. Early bird or night owl? I think you've answered that. Early. Early, yeah. Early, early bird. Track session or morning swim? Track session. <laughs> T1 or T2? T2. T2. Favourite book or podcast, non-triathlon or training related? Oh. Favourite book, uh, 50, uh, 50, uh, 48 Laws of Power. 48. You nearly said the 50 powers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There is, there is another book that says the 50th law, um, but yeah, 48 Laws of Power. Oh, um, Favourite book or podcast, triathlon and training related? Ah, podcast. Duh, 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 duh. I'll say book, and it's not triathlon rated, it's it's running related. That's fine, yeah, go for it. But it plays in... Um, uh, and here I am. I'm not remembering the name of the book. <laughs> Clearly, I don't read that much. So, I'll, uh, we're, we're, yeah. What's it about? What's the book about? I might, I might have read. Um, da, da, da. Uh, what's it called? I have it somewhere over here. Um, it's the, it's the one about the uh, running and kind of the, 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 the group in Africa. Is it born that they're just really? That's it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I kind of I got there eventually. There, but I was just giving you a moment. <laughs> the grey matter was working. Don't worry. We got two tight dads here. It's going great. <laughs> Your one's working better than the other, though. Yeah. So that's all good. Um, most enjoyable race? Oh, I'd say it was probably my outlaw half last year. Okay. I think um, just the fact that it was a comeback and, you know, I completed it. I really, I just loved the fact that I was able to do it. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a full circle moment. Yes. Did you uh, did you run down the finishing shoot with the kids? No, no, no. I yeah. um, did you leave them? They, the they, <laughs> I, I was like, you know what? This is actually my moment, so they can wait. This time they can wait. The next time I'll bring them down. I love that. I, I've always been like, someone's always been like, what if you're about to PB, but you knew picking the kids <laughs> would slow you down? I'll be like, it would be questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you lot later. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, um, your favourite athlete? Oh. I say I might say Alex Yee, actually. Yeah? Yeah, he's, yeah. He seems like a good lad. Really good lad. I can't cool. wait to see him race this year. Uh, wicked, yes. mate. Well, that is, that's the end of the quick fire. There's one thing that's been bugging me, like, as, as we've spoken, Michael, and I just uh-huh. want you to talk into this. Okay. Are you aware of um, a recent program that's returned to the BBC? Because I think... Uh, no, go on. Do you feel the power of the gladiators? <laughs> <laughs> See, now, 
it makes me feel kind of old because I know the original Gladiator. Me too, me too. So, I used to yeah, watch good. Yeah, Wolfman and all of them. <laughs> so good. It keeps coming up on my iPlayer, so um, it's so good. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm I'm nearly gonna click it, but I've been watching Traitors, so it's, you know honestly, the uh... like it's not changed, and that is the bit I love. The same <laughs> games, the same kind nostalgia, of songs, like all the like, and it's just Bradley Walsh and his son presenting, which is hilarious as well. So he, yeah, I like him though. So yeah, yeah I, I want to see you on next. Could week, be I want to see you. I want to see you there. <laughs> Let's go. Ready, I can hold one of the batons. That's it, man. Well, Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a brilliant time with you. And guys, go follow Michael. He is uh, He's on Instagram as the Urban Challenger. He is also... Are you on Strava, Michael? I am on Strava. And it's probably just my name, Michael Adeniran. Well, we could always put the link up if you want us to, if people want to follow your activities. But you're really active on Instagram. It's great to see you. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how you get on this season. Cool. Nice one, man. Great, Good to speak. I hope you enjoyed that. If you could do me a favor and please share the show if you enjoyed that and subscribe, that would be massive. But remember, guys, work hard, try harder.